Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Well, sorry, I'm not pastor, but uh, I'm going to bring the study tonight. He's asked me to do so. This is kind of like speech class where you got to stand before the teacher and he sits on the second pew over here, you know, so, but uh, plan to preach for the audience of one, and that's Jesus Christ, and then you get to be a part of it. And you get to be involved with it, so take your Bible, if you would, to Joshua 14. <clears throat> Joshua 14. Appreciate the opportunity and privilege to speak, any opportunity uh, to do so, and uh, open up the Word of God, and I'm thankful for it. Thank you for our pastor, thank you for this church, and uh, what a blessing it is to see each and every one of you tonight to come out on a rainy night, midweek service, and I want to just speak to you about something I believe can be a help to all of us, and I pray it is. Uh, Joshua chapter 14, maybe even in turning there, you might already have an idea of some of where you're, we're going with the story and what's in Joshua 14, you'll find a man by the name of Caleb, Caleb and Joshua. Many of you are familiar with Caleb. It's a great story. And it's a wonderful uh, biblical narrative given to us to take heed to uh, some of the things that he did and some of the things that he didn't allow to uh, stop him, keep him uh, from what I'm going to call mountain motivation. Mountain motivation. What does it take for you to be motivated? How about Monday morning? Maybe Monday morning is, it gets difficult, Right? Maybe already Wednesday, tonight, you say, I came in here and I need to be motivated. And sometimes we look to have a motivational speaker, but the Word of God is enough. And the Word of God has enough for us tonight. So I'm not looking to try to motivate you as a motivational speaker. Uh, there's probably some areas that, that I would fail in that, some, maybe some areas that I would succeed. But that's not what it's about. The Word of God is what motivates us, right? And it's not about what motivates us, but about who motivates us. And that is to be Jesus Christ. And so I want to talk to you tonight about some things that we see in Caleb's life that motivated him. Some things that uh, keep me motivated. I will say this, I have this in one of my Bibles, uh, those who have influenced me. You know, you have people that invested in you, don't you? Think about those people. Would you just take a moment? Think about some of the people that invested you. Children, your parents are already investing in you right now, but then even as an adult, you can look back and see that there are people that invested in you, and they put an influence into your life, and thank God for that. And that can be some godly people that you can look back. Maybe some have passed and gone on to heaven. Maybe some are still living, and hopefully you're still getting impacted, and, and those truths are still imparting into your life. But those who have influenced you, those who invested in you, they poured into you, what they put into your life, it matters enough to be motivated by it, right? What about those who God has allowed you to influence? Are you desiring to influence somebody? Are you desiring to kind of help some people keep motivated? That's a good thing. What about those who are coming behind you? We don't know all that are coming behind us, but people are always watching. And we can be an example of a believer, the Bible says, and talks to us about how to do that. 
But in our text tonight, I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about mountain motivation and what Joshua 14, verse 12. Would you find yourself there in verse 12? Caleb says this, he says, and Joshua tells us about it, and that's why we're in the book of Joshua. He says, God, give me this mountain. Notice it says in verse 12, Now therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. Now therefore, give me this mountain. Come from Tennessee, you know that by now. It doesn't take very long for somebody to figure that out. Just listen to the accent, right? You'd think it'd be gone after being here for a while, but it's still there. And you can still hear it, I hear it. I can't get rid of it, it's in my blood. It's, it's okay because I come from the mountains. Not really, but a mountain is... There are mountains in Tennessee, but there's mountains where the teens are going and wilds. In North Carolina, there'd be a lot of mountains up and down, and a mountain is a landform, obviously, that rises above its surrounding. It's generally a steep slope. It's something that uh, is confined to an area. It's often very treacherous, and often a mountain is something that seems insurmountable. It's, it's huge. It's, it's big. It's not little. It's, it's massive. It's, it's something that you're facing, even. And something that you're facing can often look massive. You say this, don't turn a molehill into a mountain, Right? make it bigger than what it is, because there's things in our life that we face that we feel like, man, this is a mountain. And I, I don't like climbing this mountain. I, I, how do I get up it? What do I do? The mountains in the Bible symbolize stability, security. God's people lifted their eyes to the mountains. And when they looked to the mountains, they were reassured that the God who made the mountain, did you catch that? The God who made the mountain was the God that would not let his people down. Caleb had mountain motivation. What's ironic about Caleb's mountain motivation is the age that it comes in his life. The Bible talks about how the Jews often divided old age into three stages, and 60 to 70 was the commencement of old age, and from 70 to 80 was what they called the hoary-headed age, which Proverbs 16.31 says the hoary-headed the hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. But a man over 80 was said to be well stricken in years. Isn't that encouraging? Not really. Here's Caleb at the age of 85. What is Caleb doing? Caleb is thinking of conquering a mountain. How many 85-year-olds do you know that say, give me a mountain? Give me this mountain it. He says this, and a few others in the Bible that we could say had mountain-type motivation. Abraham, at the age of 75, he left the Ur of the Chaldees to become the father of all believers. And remember Abraham, he was known as a friend of God as a result of his motivation for God. At the age of 80, Moses gave up shepherding Jethro's flocks to become the greatest lawgiver of all time. This is up in age and giving and teaching the law of God. This is not natural. The natural tendency is when you're older to kind of, it's, it's harder, it's more difficult. I, I, don't, I don't know how to, you know, but anything but to speak to it um, because obviously not in that age, but if we were to go around and ask and see, you say, well, I'm trying to just get through the day and it's, it's a little bit more of a struggle, right? The normal routine. Natural tendency for people oftentimes is to, te- is to take the, la- the path of least resistance. Not for Caleb. Caleb is strong in the Lord. He's strong in the Spirit. He's strong enough to say, give me this mountain. 
I wonder tonight, can I ask you, what is, don't say it out loud, but what is your mountain? What are the mountains that you're facing? Do you have a mountain that you feel like you're climbing? And I don't mean physically, but something that is in your face that you're, you're needing to have God's help. You need God's strength. It might be just simply Monday morning. It might be Wednesday night. It might be something else that we would say is a bigger deal. It's a mountain to you and your family, yourself, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Something you don't have an answer for. Prayerfully, you, you look to the, the one who has the answer. Remember that song as a, as a kid, I want that mountain? I want that mountain where the grapes of Eshtel flow, like um, the mountain that's being talked about in the Scripture here. The milk and honey flow, I want that mountain. What does it say? That my Lord has given me. Boy, that's key. Mountains come in different shape and different sizes, and mountains have different levels, and some are more steep than others, and we all have mountains that we face in our lives. If I were to ask you tonight, have you already faced some mountains? Many of you would say yes. If I were to ask you what are the mountains that you faced, maybe it would be hard to say it out loud. There might be some private mountains that you faced, some unspokens. God knows, and I'm thankful for that. You know, it's one thing to see the mountains, it's another thing to climb the mountain. Anybody can see them, but it's totally different to climb it. Experience that uphill climb, it becomes very tiresome, it's very, very treacherous, you can't get up very quickly, it's not easy on foot or by vehicle. So let's look and see, how did Caleb climb the mountain? How did Caleb climb the mountain? Numbers 13, would you turn there with me? Numbers Chapter 13, we're going to bounce back and forth from Numbers 13 to Joshua 14, and Numbers 13 and, and uh, 14, and Joshua 14. This is all the same story here for us, but we'll see some different truths from the Word of God. I hope you'll get something from it tonight. Pray it's an encouragement to you. Numbers chapter 13, would you notice it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men. Numbers 13, verse 2, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall you send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord. Would you jump with me to verse 17? Now Moses says this, he says, Moses, And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and said unto them, Get you up this way southward, and go up into the mountain. Go up into the mountain. Verse 26, story continues after 40 days of searching the, the land in verse 21 and 25, and we pick up in verse 26, and it says, and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran and to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sendest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. There's that word, nevertheless. Verse 28, are you with me? Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great, and moreover we saw the children of Anak there. Nevertheless, Sounded pretty good up until verse 28 when they had nevertheless. Nevertheless, the people, they're already talking themselves out of what God wanted them to do. They're already doing it. And it starts with looking at the people. 
And so the majority report was in, and the ten spies are, are telling, they're going to start to tell some terrifying tales, and they're going to make it out to be that it's going to be a matter that before you know it, they're going to say even the land is going to just eat us up and just take us out. They haven't even made it over to the land, but they're already talking about the land. They, they, they went and spied it out, and what they saw, they're scared of, they're afraid of, as if it's bigger than their God. It's not, but in their eyes it is. It's the mountains. They talk about the sons of Anak. It's a, a race of giants, and they see themselves as grasshoppers. But not Caleb. Verse 30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Well, that's a great verse. Not only is Caleb stilling the people and quieting them and saying, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Before Moses and said, he says this, we're going to go up and let's go up right now. Let's do it. Let's go up at once and possess this because God has told us to do this. And hey, listen, we are well able to overcome it. Because Caleb had his eyes in a different direction. I'll say this tonight. Mountain motivation takes faith in the one who gave the mountain. It's that simple. It's the one who gave the mountain that we've got to get our faith back to. But the mountain oftentimes will get us right in the face or right in, right in our lap, so to speak, or in our walls of our home or our family or the hospital room or wherever it might be, and that's all we can see. But we've got to look to the God of the mountain and the one who gave the mountain. See, when others saw giants, Caleb saw God. When others saw cities walled up to heaven, Caleb saw cities reduced to rubble. When others saw a dangerous, dreadful, diabolical foe, Caleb saw a defeated foe. When others only saw foes, Caleb saw the fruit. When others looked at the problems, Caleb looked at the promises. What a difference. And how does Caleb do this? Well, let's go back to Joshua to see Caleb's philosophy. Hope you're in the habit of turning uh, Scripture on Wednesday night. You're ready to go. I know pastor's preaching, he does that. A lot, so hopefully you brought your Bible with you. If not, there's one in the pew in front of you. You're welcome to use it. But I want you to see this in Scripture. It's what matters most, the Word of God. Joshua 14, verse 12, it says this, the latter part of the verse. Not only did he say, now therefore give me this mountain, but you see the latter part of the verse where it starts off, if, if so be the Lord will be with me, Amen. then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. This is Caleb's philosophy of life. This is why he's able to, to do what, he, what he's doing and stilling the people. See, Caleb was counting on the Lord's presence. Caleb is counting on the Lord's power. Caleb is counting on the Lord's promise and promises. Caleb didn't have a lot going for him. Matter of fact, if you look up the word Caleb in the Hebrew, it actually means dog. What's well, a great name to grow up with. And I'm sure every time he heard his name, he was reminded of that meaning. Thankfully, it has some other meanings. But, you know, I don't know what Caleb's dad's idea was with calling him that. Maybe it was a matter that he he's thought maybe he's going he's to have a dog's life down here in Egypt, and it's going to be not, not good for him. And, and so he, maybe he just said, what's, what's the use? I'm just going to call him Caleb, and it means a dog. 
But Caleb didn't let anything stop him. See, Caleb's secret was a secret for you and I tonight. Let you in on the secret. Here's the secret. Now, when we tell a secret, we're supposed to be real quiet. Here's the secret of a productive Christian life. It's found in verse 8. Joshua 14, verse 8. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Anybody can do that. But he says this, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. That's the secret. The secret of a productive Christian life is to wholly follow the Lord. That's for you. That's for me. That's today. That's 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 where it's at. And matter of fact, it's repeated in verse 9. Holy follow the Lord, because thou hast holy followed the Lord my God. Verse 14, you'll see it again. Because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. In Numbers 32, you don't have to turn there, but it says the same thing. He's holy followed the Lord. In Deuteronomy 136, it says he wholly followed the Lord. You know what Caleb knew? Is that mountain motivation takes faith in the one who gave the mountain. How did Caleb go about this? Well, one of the ways he went about this, secondly, not only one, first of all, mountain motivation is going to take faith in the one who gave the mountain. You've got to get your eyes off the mountain. You've got to get your eyes on the one who gave the mountain. There's a difference. Secondly, if you're going to climb this mountain, you've got to have some things to help you climb the mountain. And it's crucial. It's very critical. I'll give you what Caleb had to go off of. He didn't have the whole Bible. He only had Genesis. But he had the book of Genesis, and in Genesis, he remembered the Bible stories of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And Caleb remembered what Joseph had said in Genesis 50, verse 24. He said this, God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. God will surely visit you. Can I ask you tonight, do you have verses that you're claiming to get you up the mountain? Because Caleb did. Caleb was banking on that. I mean, he, he was going back to Genesis 50, verse 24, and thinking that God will surely bring me out. And man, I, I know we can do this, and it's not in our own strength. And the peoples, they're, they're, they're saying all kinds of things, and they're, they're really making it out to be a bigger ordeal. And maybe it is that big ordeal, but it's not bigger than God. And he knew the God that he had and the God that he served. And as Christians, I... I know this, we've got to be so careful that we as Christians be reminded of the God we have and the God we serve. See, mountain motivation, number two, takes claiming verses for each step up the mountain. How are you going to get up the mountain? I have no idea. Give me some, just, just some gold nugget truths and, and some things that will really help my foot to be sure and my hand to get that grip. And here it is. Claim some verses. So if I open it up right now to you as a congregation, what are some verses that have helped you up a mountain? What are some verses? Do you have some verses maybe underlined? Do you have some verses highlighted? Do you have some verses that maybe you even took the, the reference and maybe put it in a different spot of your Bible, maybe the back of the Bible, because that verse, man, I need that. I need that for the 911 emergency. And No, actually, God used that already once, and He's going to use it again, and I know that is my special verse, or those are the verses that are going to get me through, or get me up the mountain. I don't know what they are, but you better get some. 
You better find some because they're there and you and I need it. Maybe verses like Matthew 19, 26, with God all things are possible. Maybe Psalms 55, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. Maybe 1 Peter 5, 7, that cast all your care upon him for he careth for you. These aren't the only verses, but they're good ones. And matter of fact, they're all good, but some kind of just have a way to kind of stand out a little bit more because you need them during the time that you face the mountain. And you need that motivation, and the only motivation you can get from a, you can get it from a motivational speaker, you can get it from a counselor, you can get it from wherever you want to, but I'm telling you, this is what's going to stick. This is what's going to stay. This is what's going to get your feet a little bit more sure and a little bit more essentials are needed. The higher the altitude you go up the mountain, this is the essential. This is critical. Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thy heart. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That's a help to even know that He is a help in trouble. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, His truth endureth to all generations. What about this? That as far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. And that does something about the past. That does something about the present. That does something about the future. So much so that Isaiah 43 tells us He's not even going to remember our sins. Praise God. Like, does that encourage you? I hope that does. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And a very common one that we know, but we're, you do well to be reminded of, especially when you're faced with the mountain, that lo, he's with you always to the end of the world. And that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Those are some verses that can help. I can do all things through Christ. Be confident in this very thing, that he which have begun a good work, and you will perform until the day of Jesus Christ. What about I will never leave thee nor forsake thee? In Hebrews. Come boldly to the throne of grace in Hebrews. See, mountain motivation takes having some verses that you can really get a good grip and a really good, good hold on to. And young people, you're going to need this as you go into adulthood. And adults, we need this as we go into the, to, to the older, older years. And, and children need it as they, as they go into to the adoles- as they're in the adolescent years. And we need verses. And we've got the Word of God and we've got the Bible. So let's find some verses because each step is critical as you climb the mountain of your life. And each physical climbing of a mountain you'll need the verses from God's Word. George Mueller. How many recognize him? A great missionary. By the time George Mueller had reached 70 years old, he had already accomplished more than what a half a dozen ordinary men could accomplish in their combined lifetimes. George Mueller was faithful with little, and God gave him the increase. He only started off with a handful of change, three dishes, 28 plates, one jug, four mugs, three salt stands, one grater, and four knives. And that might sound like a lot, but it's not much. And eventually there were five large buildings, a considerable sized staff, and over 2,000 boys and girls in his orphanages. Through the years, some 10,000 homeless boys and girls would be housed, fed, clothed, educated, and employed into jobs. Mueller was known to give away large sums of money to help Sunday schools and day schools and was known to start at least 117 schools that offered Christian education to more than 120,000 kids. Instrumental in nearly 2 million Bibles and New Testaments, he personally had distributed over 3 million books and tracts. And all these things I'm naming off 
cost money. But Mueller wasn't a rich man. He was actually very poor, and he obtained every penny by asking God for it. It's said that he never even asked for one penny from any person. Listen, at the age of 70, Mueller decided the time had come for a change. Here's the change. Most of us, 70, retirement going on, right? Here's, here's what he says. He says this, I'm looking for a global mission trip to preach and share the gospel to those who hadn't heard Je- haven't heard Jesus. And at age 70, he traveled 200,000 miles. This is before the airplane. So that's, that's, that's hard. Visited 42 countries and preached at least 6,000 times. 6,000. For over 17 years, he was a living demonstration to the hundreds of thousands of people that God is and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. At 91 years old, here's what Mueller said. I am very near the end of my earthly pilgrimage. That's how they talked back then. Still, I am able to work every day. And all day too. I preach five or six times a week besides. I am unspeakably happy. That was George Mueller. Here's Caleb, 85, says, verse 11, As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war, both to go out and to come in. And he says, now therefore, he doesn't say nevertheless, he says, now therefore, give me this mountain. See, what did Caleb do? He had his eyes on the one who gave the mountain. He claimed some verses to get up the mountain. And I'll tell you what he did not do, just as much as what he did. What he did not do is he did not any, let any negative thing or thought affect him. He wasn't going to let whoever said what? Millions of people, millions of people, and two out of millions of people, estimated millions of people. Try to picture that. I can't even put millions of pictures up on a slide. Millions of people, and out of, two, out of that, two, Joshua and Caleb, Give us this mountain. We're going forward. That's not popular. It's almost like Caleb became the pit bull for God because he had that zeal and that fervor. Caleb didn't let any negative thing or thought affect him. When 10 of the 12 spies brought back the negative report, Caleb spoke in opposition. It would have been easier for Caleb to blend in. It would have been easier to just kind of go along with it. Caleb could have said as... In verse 31 of Numbers 13, I won't have you turn back there, but it says this, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people. They are stronger than we. But really what they're revealing is they're doubting God when they're saying that. And in Numbers 14, verse 1, it says this, it says, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt. That's a totally different spirit than what Caleb has. That's a totally different spirit than what Joshua has. They're complaining and really against the fact that God had told them to go in. And they weren't willing to obey and follow God, so they're now they're saying, Would God that we had just died in the land of back, of, back in Egypt? Would God we had died there? tell you, what Caleb's doing is not popular. 
What Joshua's doing is not, not popular. Caleb is going up against the odds. Matter of fact, in verse 9 it says, Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people. This is in Numbers 14. For they are bred for us, their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us, fear them not. That's a lot different for Caleb talking like that than for the, for the people that are saying, Would God we had died in, in the land of Egypt, and murmur, and complain, and gripe, and find reason not to. Didn't come without a price. Faced adversity. Verse 10, it says, But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. You know what they wanted to do to Caleb? Kill him. Stone him. Because he was going up against the crowd. Why? Because the crowd was wrong. Can I tell you this? If everyone's doing it, it doesn't make it right. See, just because everyone is doing something... Just because some people are saying something doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't make it valid or the right path it should be taken. But Caleb didn't choose to be silent. He was not going to remain silent. Matter of fact, he was going to go up against the majority, and the majority was doubting and disobeying God. Isn't that our world today? They want to question who even our God is. But here's the thing. In Numbers 13, verse 30, it says this. It says, that Caleb stilled the people, and he says, we're able to overcome it. We're able to do this. We read that earlier. This is why Caleb let his obstacles turn into opportunities. He let his obstacles turn into opportunities. Caleb didn't let any negative thing or thought affect him. And he let his obstacles be turned into opportunities. Because of what he did? No, because of what God did for him, because of the fact that he kept his eyes on God. See, everything in life is worth accomplishing. It has obstacles. And in Numbers 14, verse 24, it says that God had something to say about it. And we'll close with this tonight. And I hope you'll, you'll pick this up, though. This is probably one of the most important things tonight that you'll hear. In Numbers 14, verse 24, God says about Caleb, He says, My servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, did you hear that? Because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. I want to ask you tonight, can it be said about you and I? Man, they have, a, they have a, another spirit with them. Their spirit is different in a good way, not a bad way. Not, oh man, they got an attitude. Watch out for them. Their attitude... It's not of gratitude, it's attitude showing all over their face. Wait a second. With Caleb, man, he had a different spirit about him. Spirit of motivation to go after the mountain because he was looking to the one that made the mountain. He had verses that he had claimed, and he was not going to let anybody or anything negative affect him. If we could just gather that tonight, don't let this world affect you in a negative way. Don't let anybody affect you in a negative way. Don't let anything affect you in a negative way. Have a spirit about you like Caleb. And Caleb purposed in his heart that he was going to follow God. So much so that God says fully, yep, he followed me. So much so that I'm going to let him, out of all these millions of people, go across and see 
and have the attitude that was showing of who he was following. This is what mountain-moving faith looks like. Can I say this? Let's take on some mountains. Let's be a Caleb. No matter what our name is called, no matter where we've come from, no matter what is going on in our life, that maybe we say, and I don't have just one mountain, I have many, many mountains that I'm, I'm faced with. Think of who gave the mountain, who made the mountains, even physically. And then claim some verses. Don't let any negative thing or thought stop you from going fully for God. Going wholly after Him with all your spirit, your attitude, and whatever it takes. Man, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to please God. I'm going to live for God. And God is my everything. He, he made the mountains, and He had made me, and so I want to serve Him. Let's take on some mountains, because the God of the mountains is still the God of the valleys. And that's not just a nice song to say or sing. It's something that's true. Thank God that God helps us climb up the mountains. And God can help you and I with whatever mountain we might be facing. I don't know what it is, but we know the God of the mountain. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.